Don't Go Off Half-Baked by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Israel, as a race, is comprised of 12 tribes. Did you know that technically only those from the tribe of Judah are actually Jews? The rest were Reubenites, Danites, Levites, etc. The 12 tribal heads were all sons of Jacob, whom God had renamed Israel. Therefore his descendants became known as Israel as well. Joseph, one of the sons, had a child named Ephraim, who became a huge tribe within themselves. But over the years they also gradually absorbed all the tribes, except Judah and Benjamin, into it. Not only did they absorb most of Israel, they intermarried with the Gentiles, thus planting their seed, their descendants, throughout the nations. Most of Israel, or at least ten of the tribes, were for the most part lost to the world, with the exception of the Jews who had themselves by now absorbed the Benjamites. Therefore, when we think of Israel today, we think of the Jew only. But God nevertheless made a promise in Romans chapter 11 verse 26, All Israel will be saved, or in other words, will be given a chance for salvation. He therefore has his eye on the descendants of those caught up in the nations. Remember, life is in the blood, so for the Lord this is not a problem. He calls to the Jew and Gentile alike to enter into his plan of salvation, freeing man from the penalty of the original sin that brought death and decay to all creation. Through his covenants, God also promises freedom from this dying world and its systems. So this plan of salvation and restoration is offered to all peoples of the earth because of God's promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Romans chapter 11 verse 28, it says, Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. The beginning of this plan is to be born again. There is no other way. It is the mandatory first step in the plan of God, and He is sovereign. Mankind that has the audacity to argue with God loses. Simple. We must be born again to enter the kingdom of God, or to be able to even see it. John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The bloodlines of Abraham, or our fleshly bloodlines, will not make us eligible to enter the kingdom. The children of Abraham that the promises belong to are those born through Christ. He is the promised seed of Abraham, and all born again through him in baptism belong to him. They become his heirs as his descendants and are therefore the seed of Abraham also. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Therefore, because of God's salvation plan for all of humanity, what was once considered Israel is no longer Israel today, in God's eyes, unless they have been born again. Romans chapter 9 verses 6 through 8 explains, but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel, who are of Israel. 
nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called, that is, those who are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. By faith in Christ we will be saved from eternal damnation, but to be changed in a twinkling of an eye as promised in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51, to be one chosen to teach during the millennial, to become immortal, incorruptible, and chosen to help establish His kingdom, we must be made new. It is God's plan. The tainted blood of all born from Adam cannot do it. We must be given a new beginning. This means the Hebrew people, along with everyone else, must be born again to be Israel and be a part of God's plan. John chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. He, Jesus, came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Without moving on into Christianity, there is a cake unturned, or half-baked. God prophesied all this through the prophet Hosea. Hosea chapter 7 verse 8. Ephraim, who remember includes the majority of Israel, has mixed himself among the peoples, mixed with the Gentiles. Ephraim is a cake unturned. Judah also must lay down the scepter and accept the plan of God as well. Is Judaism then to be forgotten? Oh no, but it must be added on to. The law, the feasts, the covenants, and promises are meant to be for all that follow God. For this reason Christianity is half-baked without Judaism also. The law, Torah, made visible through Judaism, is not to be forgotten. To make sure they are remembered, the laws were written on our hearts, and today must be recognized and followed. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. 1 John chapter 2 verses 3 through 4 Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So we can see God's commandments are still to be obeyed and followed today, not for salvation, but for the establishment of the Father's will for the kingdom, and as guidelines for his family to walk by. Satan wants us to forget the law, so we will be in his image, labeled lawless, and become a part of his family of rebels. Apostle Paul, however, reminds us in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Also, the feasts celebrated by old Israel were for all generations of God's people. We must not only attend his feasts as set forth in Leviticus chapter 23, but as we begin to understand the mysteries that have been hidden in the Feast of God, we are changed by them. As an example, 
The old church was birthed on Mount Sinai at Pentecost. The early Christian church was birthed at the Feast of Pentecost as well. As the blood of the sacrificial lamb saved the firstborn of Israel, as the death angel passed over, so the blood of the Lamb of God will protect Israel and all people that are born again through Him. They will be passed over from experiencing the wrath of God at the end of man's systems. By experiencing and absorbing the hidden knowledge found within God's holy convocations, we mature and become living evidence that the plan of God is evolving through mankind to restore all things back to perfection. It is the Father's will to bring man full circle back to the beginning when He said, It was good. Unfortunately, many of God's people cannot even name the feasts. The early Church of Christianity celebrated them, but today they have been replaced by holidays full of pagan rituals. Rabbits and colored eggs somehow found their way into Passover. Halloween is dangerously close to Rosh Hashanah, etc. The past truth taught in Judaism must be mixed smoothly with the truth released through Christianity for all the ingredients to be gathered that are necessary for that perfect cake. Like any cake, it was put in the oven by God and the timer set, designating when it would be brought forth. This beautiful cake made of both Judaism and Christianity was preset to come out of the oven on the eighth day from the original day of man's creation, or from another perspective in the morning of the third day which was from the birth of Christ until now. Remember, a thousand years is as a day to the Lord. A new cycle began after the year 2000. We are now in the morning, the early dawning of both the eighth creative day and the third day since the angels heralded the coming of the Messiah. In other words, from Adam to now is eight days. From Christ to now is three days. Now let us look back in Hosea. Hosea chapter 6 verses 2 through 3. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. As the cake is brought out of the oven, it is sprinkled with a topping never used before, making this cake unique, different than any previously created. It is topped with icing made of people anointed with the eighth-day oil, taught and changed by the precious knowledge revealed from the tree of life, Christ. It is topped with the secrets that were kept from man and closed up in Daniel's day, Judaism as well as the knowledge concealed in the scroll with seven seals, as seen by and recorded in Revelation, Christianity, by John. An insight on truth has been revealed and taught to the people of this age unknown to other ages, adding the final touches to this cake God has prepared for the world. The name of this beautiful cake is the Church Glorious, the Triumphant Church. But. As you can see, even those born again in the eighth day that have not been subjected to and changed by the truth found in both Judaism and Christianity are just the icing and not the cake. 
they too are incomplete in themselves. In closing, Christ is the Torah and the embodiment of the covenants. He is truth, the word, our instruction, or the way. He is the ingredients of the cake through obedient mankind. Christ in us is the hope of glory and life to the world. We are His body, the law, His bride, the church, flesh of His flesh, bone of His bone, one with Him. That is why it takes the whole recipe, God's law and covenants, His covenants for salvation, in other words, the full knowledge of Christ, which includes the final instructions for this end time, for the cake to be complete. All ingredients must be completely mixed according to the plan of God. Otherwise, we are only half-turned. Our knowledge incomplete, half-baked, certainly not edible, or ready to serve to the nations during the millennial. So, as the saying goes, people of God, let us not go off half-baked.